Hallelujah. We're glad you're here, Brother Mays. And I've been anxious to be up here backing you up instead of back there backing you up. But I've been backing you up, and I'm going to keep backing you up. And it may not be quite as vibrant as I'd like, but just take what you see and multiply it times 10 and know that's where I'm really at. Praise God. Hallelujah. We love you. I want you to come and take your liberty today. Preach to me. God bless you. Oh, someone say praise the Lord. Let's give God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, uh, let's give him praise right now. Uh, I don't care if you clap your hands or lift them up or whatever you want to do. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you. I worship you and I praise you. I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. My, my, my. Amen. I want you to look at the words up on the wall. We were just singing them a while ago. I'm going to sing. I'm going to shout. I'm going to praise. And look at that next verse. Till the glory comes down. Uh, We don't do it. Because, amen, we are waiting for somebody to get in the spirit and then we're going to join him. We ought to do it until the glory comes down. I said we ought to do it until the glory comes down. I know I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. But today's my wife's birthday. You're going to help me sing? (laughs) All right, come on. Here, come on. We can do this. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sister Mays. Happy birthday to you. God bless you. You can be seated for a little bit. I, uh, why take care of some preliminaries? You can turn your Bibles to Second Kings, chapter nineteen, and uh, I want to say what an honor it is to grace this pulpit again this weekend. My, my, my! Have not we had church the last, I guess, week? Amen. And I'm looking forward to a continuation today and tonight. Amen. And it is good to be home. It has been so good to be here for the last two weeks. Uh, Just getting a lot of stuff done around the house that uh, you don't normally get to do when you're uh, out on the road. And uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate Brother Riggin and Sister Riggin, how they have welcomed us, made us feel at home. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it's an adjustment. Uh, pastor for somewhere for 10 years, and, and then all of a sudden you're without a church. And uh, it's adjustment, I'll tell you. And uh, I want to let him know publicly, I really, really appreciate the kindness that he has bestowed upon me. Amen. Can somebody say amen? Isn't it good to see him up here? 
Let's give him a hand. Amen. Second Kings chapter 19. Amen. Anybody going to help me preach today? Amen. I'm going to start reading verse number 14. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers, and he read it, and, and read it, and he read it again. Now, I'm adding that. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwelleth between the cherubims, thou art the God. Even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth that thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which has sent him to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were no gods but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they have destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech thee, Save thou us out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, That which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. Can we just pray all together right now in the name of Jesus? God, I love you. I'm asking you for your anointing today. I'm asking you to anoint me in a mighty, mighty way. God, I need you. I'm asking you for your divine touch. I'm asking you, God, to hear me. Not only give God the unction, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, give everyone in this house ears to hear what the Spirit would speak to them. I'm asking you to let your grace and your mercy overshadow everyone in this house. I need you, God. I need you today. I'm asking you, God, for your help in a mighty, mighty way. I believe you for it. I'm thanking you, God, for your grace and your glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. If you're the type of person that expects the preacher to always give a title to his message right away, please be patient because I will eventually give you a title. However, 
I first want to readily acknowledge that this will be one of those types of messages that will no doubt be considered unusual or somewhat different, but I make no apologies. As the main context of this message was, it's been in the works for quite some time, there's a sense of urgency in my spirit to get it out. Notice that King Hezekiah receives a letter. And although this letter was written to Hezekiah by Sennacherib, it was written under the influence and sent directly from the devil himself. In order for you to understand where I'm going in this message, I need to give you some background about our text. If you were to go back to the 18th chapter of 2 Kings, you would read that Hezekiah was a godly king, a king that did which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, did. He removed the high places. He broke down the images. He cut down the groves, and he broke in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. For unto those days, it says that the children of Israel did burn incense to it. He called it Nehestuan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah nor any that were before him. For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him but kept his commandments which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him and he prospered whithersoever he went forth and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. So at the time King Hezekiah received this letter from Sennacherib, king of Assyria, Hezekiah had been king for 14 years. He had been living for God faithfully and doing all he could to lead the children of Israel back to the true worship of the one true living God. And he trusted in the Lord God of Israel. Yet in spite of his being right, in spite of being an extremely godly man, and in spite of him keeping the commandments of the Lord, Hezekiah now finds himself and the city of Jerusalem surrounded by the Assyrian army. The king of Assyria had already carried the ten tribes of Israel into captivity. And it was well known that he had extremely frightening credentials uh, to back up his boast and brags. Uh, he had a horribly atrocious, well-organized, well-trained, uh, and exceptionally vicious army that had thus far been able to defeat and conquer every other nation uh, and everyone they went up against. Uh, and all of these prior victories gave him a greater confidence uh, that he and his army would overtake and conquer Jerusalem without any problem. Hezekiah had already conceded all that he could. He had given Sennacherib all the silver that was in the house of the Lord, in the treasures of the king's house. He had already cut off all the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the pillars of the temple, amen, which he had overlaid with gold and given all of that to Sennacherib. But now after conquering all of the surrounding countries and cities, Sennacherib was completely overtaken with bloodlust. And now with his army totally, amen, surrounding the city of Jerusalem, Sennacherib sends a very boastful 
and an arrogant letter to the king, Hezekiah, basically telling him, surrender. It's over. You're finished. Your history. And not even the very God that you claim to serve is going to be able to deliver you out of my hand. I want you to listen to the contents of this letter that Sennacherib sent to Hezekiah. He tells Hezekiah, he said, Let not thy God in whom thou trustest deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be delivered into the hands of the kings, amen, of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to, uh, have done to all lands by destroying them utterly, and shalt thou be delivered? Have the gods of the nations uh, delivered them which thy fathers have destroyed? As Gozan and Haran and Rezep and the children of Edom which are in Thessalar. Uh, where is the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad and the king of uh, the city of Zarephim uh, of Hena and Iva? I'm sure that Sennacherib didn't know and he couldn't care that his letter was a direct affront to the spirit of God. But Hezekiah did because we read in our text verses that the first thing that Hezekiah did when he received this letter was he went up to the house of the Lord and he spread this letter before the Lord. And then after spreading this hate mail letter before the Lord, Hezekiah begins to pray unto the King of kings and Lord of lords. And our text says that he prayed and Hezekiah began to engage in some quality praise and worship. And then after telling God how great and how good he is, Hezekiah then petitions God and asks God to save thou us out of his hand that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art art the Lord God, even thou only. And when Hezekiah was finished praying that prayer, God sent Hezekiah a message through the prophet Isaiah. Listen to God's reply to Sennacherib's letter that we read in 2 Kings chapter 9, verses 20, amen, and then 30 to 35. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, that which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. God, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. And I've come to this pulpit today with a message for someone in this place. I've come to tell somebody in this place that the devil is still using the same tactics he's always used and the same tactic that he used against Hezekiah he's going to utilize against a child of God. He uses physical letters from others to strike a spirit of fear in the life of a child of God. And there are no doubt some here right now that have even received a physical letter that is threatening and fear-inducing. I'm going to tell you, 
God began to deal with me about a year ago. Maybe a little longer. I was walking through some dry, dry places. I was walking through some places I never thought I would. But God has sustained me. I'm going to tell somebody it could be results from a doctor's exam, from a laboratory. It could even be some test scan results. It could be a letter of rejection from yet another company that you've applied to work for. A letter of suspension or layoff or of dismissal from a company that you've worked for faithfully for many years and suddenly you are told that you are no longer wanted or needed. A letter of notification from a county court informing you of garnishment of your wages or it even could be a notification of divorce suit that's been filed against you. As I read back through this story from where we've taken our text, I realized that no matter what type of letter it might be, the devil is constantly focusing his attention on those of us who have a destiny pursue and just like scripture tells us he relentlessly walks about seeking whom he may devour Uh, But not only does he use physical letters, he also sends mental letters. He's trying constantly to question the faith of so many people. He is writing sinister letters to people, whispering his devious and deceptive words in their ears and telling them things like, oh, do you really think that God can get you out of this problem? Can't you see what you're going through? Amen. You're going down instead of up. Can't you see you're in real trouble and just where is this God that you claim you serve when you need him oh God do you really think that God even cares about your situation do you really believe that faith can work in your situation do you really believe that God loves you enough to intervene in your affairs you're deceived if you think that God is ever going to answer your prayers and give you victory you're a fool I said you're a fool to keep hoping praying and believing and trusting in God God's not going to help you just go ahead and quit now you know it's hopeless Am I preaching to anyone in this house that's ever heard that insidious voice from hell beside me Is there anyone in the house that's been receiving hate mail from the devil? Oh, come on, let's praise him. God, I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you. Is there anyone in the house besides this preacher that is sick and tired of the constant barrage of those satanic letters? Thinking about what Hezekiah did. I realized then I needed to do the same thing. I went to the house of God and I spread all of the devil's hate mail out upon the altar of the Lord. 
And I began to praise and worship the almighty God and tell him just how good he had been to me, how gracious and merciful he had been. I began to thank him for loving me and filling me with the Holy Ghost. I took thanking him for letting me see, letting me hear, letting me walk and letting me talk. Oh God, I love you, I love you. And after that, I had made my petition and my request known to God. And while I was waiting on an answer, I decided to go one step further. I determined to use the devil's own tactic against him. And I decided to write a letter to the devil. And that's exactly what I'm going to preach about today. A letter to the devil. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I started out by addressing him to all the liar and the father of all lies. I said, yes, devil, that's exactly how I'm going to address you. Uh, For anyone else, I would be courteous enough to open my letter by saying, dear sir or dear miss, uh, you are not only a liar, uh, along with being a thief and a murderer, I choose not to address you uh, with any kind of polite formality. Uh, You see, for quite some time, uh, amen, I have been receiving mail from your address. Uh, Sadly, I must uh, admit, I foolishly believed uh, the things that you wrote in your letter. You have tirelessly and persistently written letters to me that were nothing more than hate mail full of discouragement, doubt, despair, and hindrances, which I now realize were all lies, just cleverly woven around facts. So for all the lies that you have sent my way, I'm sending a response, and it will concern you. Oh, God, you lied to me when you said prayer would not change my hopeless situation. When you lied, when you said that my prayers were not being heard. You lied when you said no feeling meant no results. But when the feeling was gone and faith was the only thing that I could cling to, I felt my spiritual root growing deeper and deeper. Do you not know that a starving root system will spread out and grow deeper than ever before? In my deepest valleys, I found reservoirs of strength. I said, I found reservoirs of strength that I never knew existed. I'm preaching to somebody today. Here- 
hear me in the Holy Ghost. Uh, as my trials became more intense, uh, you convinced me to retreat in the emotional isolation. Uh, you lied when you told me that isolation was my best friend. Uh, I know now that it is my worst enemy. You didn't tell me isolation would blind me to the healing power of communication. Oh, God. I now realize that communication is a God-ordained privilege, which is why I recognize that I need a better prayer life more than I've ever had before. You lied to me when you said that being stressed was just being responsible, but I now realize all that stress does is drain energy for both soul and body and prevents me from truly being responsible. You lied to me, devil, when you told me I'm a nobody, that I'm worthless, that I'm helpless and I'm hopeless. Yes, devil, I know I'm just like what the apostle Paul wrote when he declared in Romans chapter 7, verse 18, for I know that is in me, that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. But you see, devil, I have rediscovered the power of the written word, and I also found out that the apostle Paul went on to say in Romans chapter 8, verse number 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit I love you I even read where Jesus himself fought his own battle against the deceptive lies by saying it is written because I read in the gospel of Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 10 where then Jesus was led of the spirit up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights he was afterward and hungered and when the tempter came to him he said if thou be the son of God command these stones be made bread but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God oh then the devil take him up to the whole uh, the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him if thou be the son of God cast thyself down for it is written he shall give his angels charge concerning thee and in their hands shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone Jesus said unto him it is written again thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God again the devil taken him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me then Jesus saith unto him get thee hence Satan for it is written thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve so after I read all of that I just want to remind you once again the devil I just want to remind you of God's written word I've got the word I've got the word it's written in Psalm 46 and 1 that God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble it is written in James 4 and 7 submit yourself therefore to God resist the devil and he shall flee from you it is written in Romans chapter 8 verses 35 
through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sorrow? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded, devil, I just want to tell you I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Devil, I just want you to know it's written. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. It is written in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 11 through 18 to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And that's what I'm doing devil. I'm putting on the whole armor of God for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ah, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God the whole thing amen that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand I said having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and the helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance supplication for all saints I want you to know devil it's written in Isaiah chapter 42, verses 2 and 3. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they're not going to overflow you. Uh, when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt, neither shall the flame kindle on thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Woo, devil, further it's written in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be the partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Oh, also devil, it's written, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Devil, I may not know your face, but I know your disguise. 
your disguise is nothing but fear, anxiety, infirmity, oppression, depression, and torment. Oh, God help me. You can laugh your horrible, hideous, and repulsive evil laugh when you say I've not received my healing. But I just read in the Gospel of Luke chapter 17, verses 12 through 14, where Jesus entered into a certain village and there met him ten lepers, amen, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Oh, God, and that's what I'm saying. God, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And you know what, devil? I said, you know what? It tells me in verse 14, and it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Hey, devil, it says that they, they were healed as they went. So Satan, I don't know how far I must walk until I'm healed, but I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep holding to the steady hand of faith. I'm going to keep trusting in my Lord and my God until I receive my change. Oh, what you meant for evil, God has turned it around for my good. I said God has turned it around for my good. So in your face, devil, I said in your face, devil, I know now just what the psalmist meant when he wrote the 34th Psalm, verse 19, and he said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, I said the Lord delivereth him out of them all. have a lot more I could say devil but I've got to go because I'm going to the house of God I'm going to worship the one that you lied to me about when you told me that he didn't love me and he didn't care for me because he did love me enough he totally changed my life you see I'm not what I used to be because I also found out it is written therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature I'm a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are become new One last thing, devil. You lied to me when you said I would be a weaker Christian. You lied to me. Because at this time, I feel stronger in Christ with every step I take. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And by the way, devil, I found out that means that God is greater than you are. Hey, devil, I said God is much, much greater than you are. P.S. Devil. Also found out, Romans 8 and 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
I can now say with confidence that the God of the mountain is still God in the valley. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. And devil, I refuse to accept your condemnation. I said I refuse to accept it any longer. Oh, God, praise the mighty name. Would you stand with me? Musicians, would you come? There's somebody here that knows I've been preaching to you today. I come to this house with an extremely burden to preach what I'm preaching. Some of you need to be set free from the snare that hell has incurred. He's surrounded you and he's got you snared. Oh, oh, I rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. I said, I rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. He's nothing but a big fat liar. Come on, these altars are open. I said, these altars are open. Come on, come now. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Come on, right now in Jesus' name. Yonder of a hook, I 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 yonder of a hook, I